everybody who's getting into this business right now knows somebody, right? They have a sphere. They know people. They have families. They have neighbors. They have friends. And so what are they to you? A threat. Good oh, morning. You, you've got the live background action going on today, too. I like it. That's, yeah, I just, you know, you always say that we should mirror and match. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Where's your blue? <laughs> that's what I'm missing. I actually have a blue shirt on underneath, but it is uh, about 72 below zero today. So I'm uh, I'm having to rock the hoodie. <laughs> it, is, it is freakishly cold outside. It is very, very chilly. And we walked out to I'll, the car and kind of like, when is it summer again? This is enough of this. <laughs> when is it summer? Meanwhile, I have mine in the bag saying it's not even cold. You know, because he's the uh, preteen tough tough guy. Oh, that's right. Is he wearing a t-shirt? Yes, he is wearing a t-shirt. Do you want to know what type of t-shirt? Yes. It is a, let's see if I can twist this thing. You might even be able to get a sneak peek, but it is a, it is a Chiefs shirt. He's rocking the Chiefs back there. He's trying to hide. Uh, yes, uh, he's, rock, he's rocking a Chiefs shirt. So sorry, Bucks fans. He is a Chiefs fan, and for those that are not aware, they are still in the playoffs. So what are you just doing? Just trying to piss everybody off this morning? Is that the goal? It's how I like to start my week. It's nice, nice, nice. Yeah. See, this is the lesson, guys. This is what you don't do. <laughs> no, is... or it's what you do <laughs> do. That is kind of leads us into our topic today, which is how to engage <laughs> – I'm, I'm getting some angry comments. <laughs> You're going to get is, some threats. I'm going to get some death threats in the mail. Here, here's the yeah, reality. If, if anybody, you guys could text me if you need his address to drop off some um, stuff in brown paper bags for his front porch, whatever <laughs> I, you guys want. If to I do, get some unmarked it. boxes or bags, I'm not opening them. Um, yeah, it's coming. No, I mean, it's too, this is way too this soon. Is a great, this is a great example, though, right? Of these are the type of things that you get to decide. And obviously we're being playful and sports is an easy way to kind of jab at, uh, at other people, but really any topic, right? This is your sphere is either going to agree or disagree with certain opinions or certain <laughs> things that you have. And you can either choose to promote that and not talk about it. I mean, these are all choices we have, right? But what it does is this sparks a conversation, right? I could go today and give all of my Bucks fans a hard time in my sphere. And what is their response going to be? My friends, I know how they'll respond. They're going to be like, hey, but at least we kept playing. At least, we, at least we know what where, the playoffs look like. Yeah, yeah we're where was your team at? And then, you know, and then, but, but what at least, say, at least right? our team has a name. <laughs> hey, February 2nd, we will have an official name. Probably yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. the commanders, and I don't love it. But the point being is, I I'm know offended how by that too. <laughs> Sorry, that can't Snow be the Blake. name. I'm offended. You can't do it. <laughs> we can't, we can't, uh, we can't make everyone happy. There's going, there's going to always be someone who's upset. But the the reality is we I know my sphere. 
I know what I can say that's going to be okay. I know what I can say that's probably going too far, but I also know how they're going to respond. So I know that if today I want to go spark some conversations and have some fun, I can go to those that I know are hardcore Bucks fans, give them a hard time. They're going to give me a hard time. But what's really going to happen in that is that we're going to have a conversation. They're going to think of me. We're going to have some fun banter back and forth. And that will be that, right? There's not, there's not true hatred behind it in any way, shape, or form. The other way we can take this is actually the post that I made this morning, which is take some, if you, if more, like if you're Thomas, if you're Chris, if you're more like the mindset, the motivation side of things, there's a lot that could be taken if, for those of you that watch the games this weekend. I've never, I've never watched so, so much quality football in my life from an offensive perspective, for sure. And all those games, every single one of them have come down to the final second, every single game. And to watch, especially the Bills Chiefs last night, to watch the mindset, right? You saw Patrick Mahomes get up with 13 seconds left. Literally, odds are he, they're, they're done, right? There's no way that they get into a field goal range, make a field goal, and send that game to overtime with 13 seconds left and no timeouts. And he did it, right? And so that mindset is incredible. And so there's things that we can take from that that now we can apply to our own lives, to our own business, to everything, right? So it could, this could go a lot of different directions. But at the sum of all of this is kind of the topic today, which is having conversations, leveraging your sphere, communicating, I, engaging. I heard that people saw me with Patrick Mahomes showing him some condos at one of our new projects this weekend. Actually, it happened on Thursday. That's that's what I heard. <laughs> that was that would be pretty sweet. You get some autographs. <laughs> you have to, you know, you have to sign waivers when things like that happen. So you can never yeah, talk about that. I know that's the downfall to it, right? All right. So let's talk about let's talk about the the reality of this, of what's going on in this marketplace right now, because. And Craig sent in a, a message about this, so seeing the topic this morning too. There are way too many people getting into real estate right now. It's it's way, 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 way too many people because they think this is real estate. This is not real estate, guys. This is some, I don't even know what world we're living in right now, but it is like a dream, which is why everybody wants to get into it. Like, oh my gosh, I just list a house. I made 10 grand. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. I show people, I dress up pretty, drive around in a nice car and I make a hundred grand. I love this business. I'm going to get into that. My job sucks. I'm going to my real estate license. And oh, that's HGTV, million dollar listings. That sounds like fun, right? And that, that's what's happening. But let's talk about the unexpected expected consequence of this because it's very difficult to beat the niece, right? on a listing presentation. It's very difficult to beat the niece on a buyer showing presentation. Now, what do I mean by that? Everybody who's getting into this business right now knows somebody, right? They have a sphere, they know people, they have families, they have neighbors, they have friends. And so what are they to you? A threat, right? And let's, let's just call it out. The reality of this thing is because they now are going to get the close business to them that may have gone to you if you're top if you're not top of mind. 
So I want let's let's talk about that for a second. And what are your thoughts about this? Well, it's it's funny to me because whenever I talk to new agents, it goes one way or the other. Uh, I got into this business because you know I know a lot of people. I've been in business for a really long time. I've owned a previous business. These are conversations I hear all the time, and you know I've got a I've got I know a lot of people. I've got a big sphere, so I figured why not get into real estate, right? This is literally the conversation, and or I just moved here and I know no one, right? So why do I bring that up? Is because the topic, the mindset of people getting into this business is I have a sphere, I don't have a sphere. Well, those are very important things if you actually plan on engaging your sphere, because then I find it so ironic that so many agents get into the business because they have a sphere, they know a lot of people, and then they don't talk to them. Then they don't engage with them. They don't communicate with them. They don't create content for them. They don't they don't follow up. They don't do all of the things that allow them to actually take advantage and leverage the sphere that they got into this business for, right? So it's always so interesting to me. And, you know, there's no question when you look at the top agents, just look at our company alone. When you look at our top performing agents, the only similarity between all of them, because they all look different, they're, everything's different, except for the fact that they communicate, they follow up and they get repeat business. Why? Because they're engaging with their sphere. The, the past clients that they've built, that's that sphere, right? We've all, see you dude, go crush it. We've got, we all have a big sphere. We do, we know a lot of people. And then as we bit, get in this business for a while and you build past clients, that it grows your sphere even more, right? But if you don't, if you're not regularly talking to them, if you're not following up, if you're not engaging, and this, this does not mean that you have to be on Facebook or you have to be on Instagram or you have to be on social. Do I think those things help? Sure. If your sphere is there, guess what? Craig's sphere is not there. Why? Because Craig has built a sphere of other people that are similar to him and he's not on there. Does that mean that they're not on Facebook? Of course not. But that means that he's built it where his communication is not necessarily there. But if Craig was an agent, I guarantee you what Craig would be doing is picking up his phone and checking in on people and following up with them because that's what Craig does, right? That's how Craig's going to communicate. And he's going to make sure that one way or another, he's communicating with his sphere. And so that's the biggest thing I think is all of us have to ensure that we are connecting and engaging and communicating with our sphere in order to have them think of you and for you to be top of mind. It's 100% crucial. Here's the proof of that. The way this industry should work is that nobody should ever get a listing, right? The, really, here's really every or a buyer. single person or, or listings first, right? Somebody sold that person their house. There was an agent involved in that transaction that sold that person that house too. Yep. There was a list side and a buy side. So theoretically, you should never have a shot at getting that business because one of those two agents should get that. And had they stayed in touch, they would get that and you would have zero shot. But that's the proof that most agents do not do any follow-up and they do not stay top of mind because how many times have you guys been on a listing presentation and they said that we bought, I forget who, who we bought this house from. 
it happens all the time, which is the only reason that you have business. But I think that needs to show you um, the opportunities that you have, guys, because here's the thing. How many agents does a typical buyer come in contact with? Do you guys know this number? Type it in. On a normal, on a trend, the average number of agents a buyer comes in contact with and has discussions with about real estate before they buy. Six, seven, keep going. I see six, I see seven, keep going. Keep going, keep going, keep going. 13, keep going. 10, keep going. 17. The average buyer talks Jason over shooting it. I like the style though. 17. So the normal buyer comes in contact with 17 agents who have a shot to close them. That's it. You may be one of them or you may not be one of them. And that's what I think we need to start thinking about for a second, right? From a buyer perspective, how does that happen? 17 of them. They click on Zillow. They get phone calls. They click on realtor.com. They get phone calls. They go to open houses. Agents that are there. They are walking around the neighborhood and somebody engages them at Starbucks. It just happened 17 times. People try to get in the middle of that transaction, which means you are very vulnerable because somebody that understands DISC, VAK, connecting, mirror and matching is going to steal them, is going to outconnect you and is going to get that lead. Unless you are so solidly planted in their brain that it doesn't matter what the other person says, they know you, they like you, they trust you, and they're going to use you. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, you might say, that will never happen to me. BS. Let's talk about scenarios that, let's say Mike was my agent, and I've known him forever, and he's a good friend of mine, and I'm a buyer. How could I justify to Mike that I bought without him? Easily. Easily. And I, I would feel terrible about it, but I would do it in a heartbeat if it was my path of least resistance. If, if I didn't, it depends on how I think about Mike. If Mike's just another real ator, right? A species to become extinct, right? Then he's the same as everybody else in the industry. He's a door opening monkey. If Mike equals door opening monkey, he does not have value to me. Right? He's, did I, I froze? You froze, your picture's frozen on mine, but. Weird. Okay, maybe it was me then. You froze up on mine. Now you're back. Uh, so listen, guys, pay attention. This is extremely critically important here. If Mike equals a typical real estate agent, Mike is going to be left in the dust, okay? Because he doesn't have, he has value, but it's replaceable value because Mike's the guy that can set an appointment and let me go see a house. That's not very valuable. It's convenient, but it's not valuable, okay? So if he has an, I'm an agent, let me know if I can help you, right? You're in, he's in deep trouble. It's about positioning. It's about being, how are you top of mind to the people? Because I can tell you, I, I could call Mike and say, Mike, I got really bad news. I feel terrible. We bought a house this weekend and I did not use you and I'm sorry. The reason why is because the listing agent told me they had eight offers and to use them was their, the best opportunity for us. And I apologize. And can we take you guys out to dinner? Right? That will happen. That will happen. 
it has happened and it's and it's justifiable right i've eight houses we've we've looked at with you mike this is the one we saw an open house sign popped up on our way back from church we walked into it the agent said they have other offers but their kids go to the same school as my kids and i it just happened right i that can happen and that will happen to you depending on the position I have of you in my mind. My my own brother did this, guys, before. Now, it was before I was personally licensed. But literally mentioned to me at, I was over there at his house, mentioned to me that he was thinking about potentially moving his house. I said, oh, let me know. Next thing I know, he calls me. He's like, yeah, I'm under contract. I was like, what? Like, dude, you didn't call me? I would have referred you to an agent, made sure you got him taken care of. He's like, oh, dude, honestly, he's like, I was going to, but I felt really bad. I know how busy you are. And, uh, you know, my, a buddy of mine had his license. He was willing to give me a discount. I wasn't going to ask you for a discount. And so I'm like, dude, you're an idiot. Sure enough, a bunch of shit went wrong with that transaction. He apologized, went out to dinner, came back and was like, dude, I'll never do that again. I promise I will call you from now on. And, but this is the stuff that happens, right? And they, they'll yep. justify it. Oh, you know, I know you're busy. Oh, I didn't want to, I didn't want to mix friendship with business. Uh, there's a million excuses. There's a million, but this happens. It happened to my, with my, literally with my own brother. It was one of my best friends in the entire world. So. Because, well, because humans like. take the, humans take the path, path of least resistance. They just do. Yep. Yeah. And if you do yeah. not equal the path of least resistance, you're going to be dumped, right? So how do we do this? How do you, how do, now if Mike positioned himself in my brain as the ass kicking ninja negotiation master who has tons of loan programs with friends of his in the business, he's got home inspectors that are amazing. He knows how to influence appraisals. He knows the market. He knows I'm not going to overpay. He's got roofers in his back pocket. He's got electricians that on demand. He can act quick. I know he's good. I've seen it. I've heard about it. He's flaunted it. And I know that he's the guy that I need in my corner when I need to buy. He is not a house showing door opening monkey. He is actually a badass negotiator to help me with the largest financial transaction of my life. And I'm lucky to have his negotiation style on my, on my corner. Right now, how do I get that? message across because that's the one that will not be dumped okay because mike would have trained me to say go to any open house you want the first thing you say is hi i'm working with mike puma right and then he trusts me because he knows that my value i know that his value is better than that yes he can be convenient and let me go see a house but more importantly he has a different different skill set he's bringing to me so how do we how do you position this so in my opinion, that happens through two, two distinct ways. One is sharing the story, demonstrating the expertise, right? So to your point, it's not just saying sold another one, not just saying under contract with a cool post by out front of the house. It's not had another closing with the picture of them holding their little big key thing. That's not it. The picture is fine, but if I can demonstrate the story of how I got there and I'm, and I'm actually telling how I represented them and how I made the difference in the transaction, I'm giving context to those different scenarios and taking people kind of on the journey with me, 
I'm hitting at a different level because now it's not, oh, Mike's super busy. Mike's the best there is because this, look, look, and subconsciously, a lot of your sphere may not care at that moment. Jeff's not going to care until he does, right? But if Jeff's constantly seeing that and he clicks on it because he's my friend, he's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. He beat out 37 offers. Wow. Awesome. He's storing that away subconsciously. And so when the yep. moment does come, now it's like, oh, dude, I got to call Mike, right? So that's one way. The other way, though, is through connection and being there when they have no use for you. So the other side of this is I can't come at Jeff when I know Jeff's looking for a property and that's the first time I've reached out or commented or engaged with him in the last seven months because I heard now that he was looking to buy. If I do yep. that, it's commission breath all day, every day. So consistency of being there and being in front of him when I have, when he has no actual quote unquote value, monetary value to me is crucial. So if I'm engaging with Jeff, if I'm commenting on Deepka's birthday that he just did, which was awesome, by the way, if, if I'm commenting, if I'm liking, if I'm engaging, if I'm doing things on a regular basis and just being a friend, being someone in his sphere and encouraging him and engaging him and reaching out and saying, hey, what's going on? How's your world? Hey, have a great week. Little, little things like that. When I do those things, now I'm connecting with them on a personal level. Then I'm demonstrating myself on a professional level. And that will solidify the fact that when that time comes and a life event happens and Jeff needs to make a real estate move, oh man, Mike's been there. He's commented, he's engaged. He's like, the connection will be there. And then he can justify that with the logic of, oh, plus he's really good at what he does. And those two things will result in him calling me. And those two things will result in him not going somewhere else. And it's just consistency. It's consistency. And, and let me reemphasize what you just said, because I think it might have slipped by some, some brains. There's, there's two things that cause the decisions, right? People buy with emotions, 100%, right? The, the decision to use you as emotional, right? Emotional. And what do they mean emotional? It means subconsciously, energy-wise, I feel I can trust you. That's an emotional purchase, right? I like you. I trust you. I feel like you're a good person. I think that you're the right one to hold my hand and walk me down this transaction. I don't think you're going to screw me. I think that you're a good person and I like you and I trust you and I want to work with you. That's the emotional sale that happens. Now, how does that sale happen? It happens by you saying the same words that they're saying. It's you realizing that they're visual and speaking visually. It's you noticing that they're auditory and speaking with more auditory words. It's you understanding he's a D and not wasting his time and being succinct and to the point. It's you understanding that they're analytical when you actually provide data to back up your statements. If you being recognized and they're an S and you make it a smooth, nice, non-rush transaction. Right? It's you being I, recognizing they're an I and giving them a fun transaction. It's you feeding back the experience they want back to them. So they're like, man, I feel comfortable with this person. That's the emotional buy, right? That's an easy one. But then the tougher one that you don't understand is when they say, yeah, but is he good? Right? The yeah, but is the stuff that these posts and things that we're talking about work. That's what it's about. The story that you posted about you beat out 14 other people, 
right? The the story that you right had to fight an appraisal to make a deal work. The story, all the stories, right? It's about the emotions, justifying with logic. That's what's going to make the actual sale. So you've got to be telling stories. The post of, hey, look, sold another one. That doesn't demonstrate your skill. Doesn't demonstrate your value. It just demonstrates that you should be good at what you do. It's like if you had a dentist friend and he goes, oh, fixed a tooth. Oh, fixed another tooth. Like, no shit. That's your job. Woohoo. You want a cookie? You went to school for 10 freaking years. You should be able to fix a tooth. Dumbass. Why'd you waste my feed? Right? Come on. You're supposed to know how to sell a house. The story is, how did you do it? What's the experience? What did you bring to that transaction? What did you do that other people don't do? Guys, everybody and their grandmother is a real estate agent. Come on. Right? Where is the difference? What are you bringing to the table? Do you really know your neighborhood? Do you know your market? Do you understand the zoning on this street versus this street? Do you understand the difference of Southern, Northern, Eastern, Western exposure and how the wind blows when it's freaking cold? And if you have a Northeasterly backyard, you're gonna freeze your off, right? And if you're Southern or Western, you won't as much. Do you know, right? Where, where in your neighborhood is the boundary line for the schools, right? Which, where does the, the CDD end, right? That is the, the thing that you have to provide the value on. Go ahead. 100, 100%. But like to your dentist point, if the dentist just says, ah, oh, fix another tooth, you're right. It's the same exact thing that most, most people do as agents. However, if that dental group consistently created content around how they were able to help kids who absolutely hated going to Dennis and how they were able to make that more fun and enjoyable and got little yep. Johnny who literally wouldn't open his mouth or bit them every time he did to not do that. And they shared that story as a parent. Yep. If I'm sitting there going, well, Jordan hates the dentist and he tried to bite them the last time. I wonder if they could help him. That's going to hit home with me. And they're going to have a much larger chance that I'm going to shift from where I'm going to them, right? And so they're going to win that business because they're consistently telling the story of how, what makes them different, not just being another dentist. And are there a lot of dentistry places? Yes. Just up my street alone, there's probably 10. I could take them anywhere. So what's going to differentiate them, right? This is the same thing. Every business has this struggle, guys. There are very few industries where there's one or two players, but the ones that do a better job of connecting with you and telling you why they're doing what they're doing and how they do it and what makes them different, those are the things that will be the difference maker. And it's not that challenging, right? It's really not. If you guys, from those of you that are participating in social, if you just follow the daily marketing guide, this is the premise that that thing was built on. And it will work. I, I'm proof of it. I've been doing it. And I've already done more deals in my spare time than a lot of our agents have, period, last year. Right? And that's just because I'm doing what I've said to do all along, which is just comment, engage, go into groups. Here's what I love, right? I, I have a client that's flying in next week from Colorado. And they came out of the Wesley Chapel group on a thread where they mentioned they were moving here. It's a group I'm pretty active in. There were 386 comments on that post. 
386. And so I said, you know what? Everyone, all the agents in the world, I mean, it's like ants coming out of an ant pile that got yep. stepped on. It's like, it's I'm an agent. It's buy with me, buy yeah. with me, buy with me, buy with me, buy with me. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. So I clicked on her profile and I saw that she had a, a kid who looked like he was maybe 9, 10, 11 years old. And I scrolled through some photos and guess what that kid did? Played baseball out in Colorado. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to comment on a thread with 386 people on it. What I am going to do, though, is I'm going to click the little message button and I'm just going to shoot him a message. Say, hey, spent a lot of time in Colorado. It's beautiful. Um, excited, though, that you're making the trip to Florida. I'm with a brokerage here. We, we do a lot of business. But more importantly, I also have a kid um, about your son's age who plays baseball here. So if I can help in any way beyond just real estate, if you need, want to know where the great schools are, the great leagues, the great place to play baseball, whatever, feel free to reach out to me. Here's my cell phone number. Happy to help in any way that I can. Good luck with the move. I get a message back and literally the message was, oh my God, thank you so much for reaching out. How refreshing this is. Everyone's just been trying to sell me something or sell me a service. I just need, this is super overwhelming for us. We've never moved before. And we're just trying to find a place that's got great schools, but also where he can meet some friends and, and get on a sports team pretty quickly. And so guess what? Guess who's going to be touring those people around? Me. After 386 comments of agents. Just because I reached out and connected. Wasn't a sales pitch. And I meant it. I don't care if they use another agent. If I could help them, I was going to help them. And so when you, when you can just start to approach this business, just at a human to human level, find a connection point and reach out and connect. And that's someone who's not even part of my sphere, but they're part of my, they're going to be a part of my community. And I view my community as part of my sphere, right? My sphere has, has many different parts. I have my baseball family. I've got my friends. I've got my actual family. I've got people that I've connected with over yeah. the years on LinkedIn and Facebook. And I've got that part of my sphere. I've got business associates. They're part of my sphere. And then I've got my communities. And I view anyone that's in my general communities as part of my sphere. Now, I have different levels of connection with all of them. And I need to be respective of that, right? So I need to understand that the people in the community group may not have as big of a connection with me as my brother right and so all of these things are super super important to understand and then engage with them at different levels which is why we've broken this down so simply in my opinion in the daily marketing guide because we literally give you the method to touch on every single one of these we yep. encourage you to create content. We encourage you to go comment and engage on regular posts within your sphere. We encourage you to send direct messages. We encourage you to add people you may know to your sphere because growing your network is probably a pretty good idea. And we encourage you to get into your community groups and niche groups that matter. There's so much chatter within the Washington football team fans of Tampa, which is a big group, by the way. There are a ton of people in there and there's a ton of action right now, even though we haven't played in three weeks because the name's going to be released on February 2nd. And there's a lot of people chatting back and forth about that. So now I can say top of mind by just simply going in there, engaging in the conversation. And that's what this business is. 
Craig and Jeff say it all the time. This is the people in communications business. You just have to figure out what's the most effective way to communicate. That's it. You know, I was just thinking about this. You might, you remember Jeremy Adams, the, the e-commerce dude, yeah. one of Kevin Harrington's buddies. Uh, so the other night I was sitting there, I saw my Facebook feed and I had like 50 notifications that Jeremy liked, like 50 freaking pictures on my post. Why would he do that? Because he wanted to be top of mind to show up on my feed to probably sell me something. But he brought himself back up top of mind, right? Because he engaged on what was going on. So if you if you want to go simply, right? Daily Marketing Guide, absolutely, it works. And we'll, we should probably go through that in just a second. But look at the simplicity of that. Like, go through your feed right now and go look at the post of people going on there. Like their post. And then click the messenger button and say something to them saying, hey, Bob, looks like life is good. Man, the kids are getting so big. Hope you're well. Look, maybe we need, we need to catch up soon. How's life? Right? And then you do the next one, 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 the next one. Do that 30 times this morning. What else are you doing? Right? What's that going to hurt? Absolutely nothing. What's that going to cost? Absolutely nothing. You guys get a, you get a deal. It pays you like 10 grand. One of those people has a friend who's getting married, getting divorced, having kids, getting old, moving somewhere around the future. If not now, within the next few months, they do. Right. And the question is, are you top of mind? I didn't say, hey, Susie, you got any real estate going on? Huh? 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 No, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just saying, how's life? Looks like your kids are, man, I can't believe how big Susie's getting. That's unbelievable. Uh, looks like you guys had fun up in Vermont. Life is well. I hope to catch up with you soon. That's it. And then the next one, the next one, the next one. That's going to either start a conversation or it's not. But either way, it's going to get me top of mind in their head. And that costs me nothing, guys. Everyone should be doing at least how many of those a day? 20, 25, 50? Easily. I mean, listen, <laughs> we asked for five across right. the different platforms. So we, we asked for total 25 if you're going to use all five major platforms in the daily marketing yep. guide. Now that's literally trying to give you the bare minimum, but it's something that if you do that consistently every day, and that's, that's the biggest thing though, with all of this is a lot of you are going to get very motivated this morning and be like, yeah, you know what? They're right. This is easy. This is stupid. I should be doing this. And you're going to go do it today and maybe you'll do it tomorrow. And then Thursday is going to happen and you're going to have an issue with one, getting one of your kids to school. And next thing you know, you're not going to do it. So I would encourage you to go into your phone because I've done this guys. This is not something I'm suggesting just because I will prove it. So legitimately every day, every single day, I have this pop up on my phone. Ooh, hold on. Post, comment, and engage on social. And I set it to remind me every single day. Now I do it now pretty much instinctually anyways but if in a day when i get busy in a day where i had a crazy morning in a day where it took me like an hour after my run this morning to thaw out it was nice to get that little beep and then i was like what's that oh yep got it got a post and i literally will open the app at that point take five minutes go comment go engage dupe and then i'm back on whatever i was doing so Set yourself some reminders, set a, set something that can make this consistent because 
if you want a consistent business, you have to take consistent action. And that's the biggest thing I see is it's the reason that so many of us have this this little roller coaster is because we take roller coaster actions. And I get it because you get super busy. And a lot of times what happens is this works and you're going to reach out to a bunch of people today. And then you're going to get busy because those people are responding. And then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, all right. And your pipeline starts to fill up a little bit and you get really busy. And then what happens when we get busy though, is we stop doing the things that got us busy. And so the second that those deals fall apart, the second that those deals close, the second that all of that happens, guess what? Whoop, pipeline's dry. There's nothing in there. Yep. So you've got to find some methods, some activities, whatever's going to work for you, whether it's a calendar invite, whether it's writing it down, whether it's telling somebody else so that they hold Setting you. Alarm on your what phone. it is. Your, your, yeah, alarm. Your manager will help you. I guarantee you, if you went to Chris or Thomas or Kathleen or Joe notice and any or any of them and to Julie and said, Hey, can you, can you help me? Can you like, let's come up with some strategies to help me be really, they'll help you. Right. So whatever it takes, but it's just, it, it's gotta be consistent. It has to be. That's why we called it the daily marketing guide. It's not the weekly marketing guide. It's not the monthly marketing guide. It's not the every other day marketing guide, <laughs> the daily marketing god for a reason those are activities that you should be doing every single day and and you need them to start taking you seriously and not just the sales role right really the, those that i see consistently doing well they're they're the thought leader in anything house related right like if if they're thinking about man rates are going up should i refi now before they get higher they should call you and say, hey, should I refi right now? I'm worried about the rates going up. What's gonna happen to the market? They need to call you. Guys, there is uncertainty going on right now in the market. The stock market's in a death spiral, right? Interest rates are going up, inflation's through the roof. The crypto market is dead, right? People are saying, what in the world's going on? There's calls for a huge crash. There's calls for a huge boom, right? There's all kinds of stuff going on. Now, things are gonna get amazingly awesome. We have three years of just ecstasy. And then the next article says, we're going to drop by 80,000 points today and we're into the Great Depression, right? All in the same feed, right? Every one of your newsfeed has the, those two stories sitting right there right now. And so do your clients. Do you think there's confusion in the market? Should I sell right now? My Every one of your houses is worth twice what it was two years ago. That's not normal, right? But will it be worth three times or will it crash? I don't know, right? You don't know. I don't control that macroeconomics lever. I wish I did, but I don't, right? But I need to be the person that people call to, to banter back and forth with, right? When your AC goes out, you better call me because I got a guy named Dave who's good and will go over at 10 at night if he needs to because I've worked with him for 20 freaking years, right? If you, your palm tree dies, Billy knows what to do with it. Right? You need a fence. The guy over at this fence company's got you. You've got a roof leak. I got you. Right? You got an electrical short. I got you. Your dock motor broke. Got you. You need a seawall cap. Got you. Right. You better be the got you guy or else. What is your point? What is what value do you bring? 
you've got to be everything here as an advisor, as a resource, as somebody that can help them if you want to be here long term. You want to just be there when it's self-serving for you, when they want to buy a house. Commission breath. You're, why would they want it? They're going to resent you and intentionally not use you because you just popped up when it was self-serving to you. Right? That's just not the way it's going to work from a long-term perspective. And everybody's worth 130000 bucks when you treat them well. And you actually become a value, become a resource, become a trusted advisor of everything home-related. I don't care what it is. You see a termite wing, you better call me because I got guys who will do it with a tent. I got guys who will not do it with a tent. Right? I got organic tent-free termite guys if you want. Right? Call me. Right? You better be that person or else why are they going to call you? They're not. Right? They sold another one. whoop de doo tooth cleaner. Right? Stop it. We got to just come up with what is the value? Right? We talked about this. What do you want to be known for and to who? And then you better get known for it. But it starts with engagement and connecting. To Mike's point, go through your phone, go to contact, start with Z or start with A and go down and say, hey, Abby. Right? I was just thinking about you. Hope all is well. I haven't connected in a while. How's life? You could do that with your text if you hate Facebook. Or it's better to go down your feed and click on your friends and see Abby. Oh, wow. Look at that. Just got back from North Carolina. How cool. Where was that? Asheville. I got friends over in Asheville. That's kind of cool. Right now I have something of context to actually con connect with. And I could do that 20, 30 times. That's going to start a combination conversation. And then, hey, by the way, it's going to turn to a, hey, by the way, eventually. Like, what are you up to, man? I am so buried with real estate. Life is is good and it's crazy, but it's not just selling. I mean, people truly, they call me when their AC goes out, when their fence blows down, when the roof leaks, when there's a termite. I am, I am like I am like freaking Google for real estate. It's unbelievable. It's tiring, but I love it. Right? Positioning myself as a third-party story that says, oh my gosh, he's not just a house showing monkey. Right? I don't have a, I don't need to go see a house. I don't need a monkey right now. Let me delete him. No, store me, keep me as your resource for everything home related. But that's how the conversation needs to be going. That's how you need to be positioning yourself to your tribe, right? And your tribe is either your friends, your community, your neighborhood, whatever it is. But just know that today, there are a few hundred people starting their real estate career today. And they're gonna go post in the West Chase and the South Tampa and the Madeira Beach page and say, hi, I'm Barbie and I'm a real estate agent. If I can ever search for needs, let me know, right? And that's the way it's going to go. And that's going to happen next week or the next week or the next week. So if you are just simply being a house show and monkey, you're in trouble because Barbie might be wearing a hat that resonates with the person who saw the feed. And that might've been your past client, but you didn't stay in touch. So that's now her future client, right? It's that simple. It could be the fact that you had a Washington, no name football team hat on and somebody like that. And Mike connected with that instead of me. And then Mike bought a house with her. That's the way it works. That's the way it works. A little bit of a rant, but I think it's a pretty important point. Yeah. It's very important. But I also just want to point this out because I know she's not the only one. So Regina commented in on our dentist example and said, but then don't you end up getting all the problem jobs with mm. kids that don't like the dentist screaming, crying, biting lots more work with a question mark. Uh -huh. Um, <laughs> remember when we said we justify things with logic? That was this Bruce, is how we're justifying. This is how we're justifying not doing the action. 
right? This is our, oh, you know what? I'm not going to create that content because all I'm going to do is get kids who don't like the dentist. Um, here's a little news fact for you. Nobody likes the dentist. If you like the dentist, you are a psycho. So <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. No one likes the dentist, okay? But the reality is if I can help a kid who's biting, most kids don't bite. Most kids aren't, aren't going to freak out to that level. So if I can help that kid, imagine if I can help the kid who's just slightly uncomfortable when they go to the dentist, right? But your drunk monkey, I can, I can feel it from here, is already logically telling your brain, no, 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 no. Regina, don't make that post today. You're going to end up getting people who have problems, who don't have good credit, who don't, they're not going to be able to buy, and it's going to be a waste of your time. You know what? Just don't do it. Just, just stick with what you know, yep. right? So that's how we do it. This is literally human nature. This is how the brain takes over, right? This is why it's super important that we realize that we cannot go down that path. We have to have our goal set. We have to be committed to something. And once we're committed to something, this is not going to stop us because it doesn't matter enough with all the problem ch children who bite you're going to know how to deal with them, right? Because you just demonstrated that expertise. And those people that come in are clients that are going to end up growing your business that's going to allow you to achieve the income you want to achieve, which is allow you to live the lifestyle you want to live, right? So if you're committed to that, then it doesn't matter who the person is. It doesn't matter about that because you're helping and, and achieving your goals. But you're not going to do that if you're justifying like Regina's trying to do here. Now, this is just one pillar, right? That we're talking about is being top of mind to your sphere, right? So that's it. Now, there are some of you watching that like, screw it, I want nothing to do with it. And then what your pillar is, I got, I got people right here at this office right now, I'm sitting in front of Madeira, right? That their whole world is gonna banging down doors in one specific neighborhood and that's it. And that works too, because that's the tribe. But that person's going to have knowledge about those four street, those those streets, right? That's that's the point. So you get to pick what you want. But to to Mike's point, you've got to be doing this consistently, no matter what you're doing. The daily marketing guide, the daily post. It's silly not to do that because even when you're busy, I'm I'm with you guys. We're so busy. I got more things to do than I have time right now and i know most of you are like that and it's stressful as hell the last thing you really want subconsciously is more business because it's it's like burying right like, no but you can't be that way because you know this doesn't last right and you know that if you have extra business there's always somebody who will take it and it's oh so you get half commission because you split it with somebody keep the pressure on keep the pipeline full right no matter how busy you are you better keep going because what you do not ever want is the hamster wheel, the roller coaster ride, and it sucks. And we've all done it. I'm broke. I'm busy. I'm rich. I'm broke. I'm busy. I'm rich. Now I'm broke. Now I'm busy. I'm rich. Now I'm broke. Now I'm busy. I'm rich. It's exhausting, right? It's exhausting. You need to keep that flow. Listing, 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 because that will fuel your business forever. Right? You got to keep the inventory going. I mean, I think we're lead by example on that one, right? Constantly bringing inventory and constantly bringing in every moment that I'm awake, I'm thinking about how am I going to get more inventory for us to sell? That's in this type of a market, it's exactly what I'm doing, right? And that's what I know most of you are doing. If you're not doing that, 
You need to be doing that. You need to find people who are not thinking about selling their house or maybe thinking about selling their house and interview. And then when you get a chance at bat, bring your freaking A game and win, right? And win, 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 win. Make sure your presentation's on point. You better know your listing process right now. You can't just go to a stranger and think that they're just going to hire you because you have a chief's hat on. No, it is you demonstrating your value. It's are you, did you do the listing pre-call script? Did you send the video? Did you do the 11 questions? Did you go through what questions do I ask on the preview? Did you leave those 11 questions behind with all the answers? Did you do all the, did you, right? Did you do the listing pre-deal? Did you drop out? Did you send over the dot loop package before you showed up? Did you put together the spa the right way? Did you? I don't know. Then don't bitch if you didn't get the listing, if you didn't, because you didn't follow the system, right? In this market and any market, you need to follow the system, mostly because you don't have to think. But if I knew I have a listing at 123 any, any street today, it's the exact same process as I have one on Thursday, and then I have one the last Thursday and next Thursday. If you do the exact same thing every single time, you never have to worry about it. Right? Same thing. If you have a buyer lead, I hope... I really hope you're following the same process every time saying, hey, let me interview to be a buyer's agent. Let's go through a couple points. Let's see if we think we're a good fit for each other. You know, I found the buyers who get pre-approved for the mortgage and much better negotiation pressure. Have you already arranged financing? You did great. Who are you working with? How much of a down payment do you plan to list? I'm reading a prequel script, right? If you're not doing this, guys, you're looking like just every other agent and it's boring and they've talked, they've heard it six, 17 times. You're nothing special, right? Sell your value. If you're not talking about the single agency, and you're talking about the all the other things that you're bringing into the equation, why not? If you're not talking about full disclosure, obedience, loyalty, confidentiality, why not? If you're not talking about your ability to go door knocking to find properties that are off market right now, crazy, right? If you're not if you're not positioning yourself as a hunter right now, why would you miss this opportunity? How many buyers are disgruntled right now because they can't find the home they want? How about every one of them? Every one of them is going, man, am I going to have to settle for that piece of crap over on Oakberry Street? I can't believe it's that much money. We have no choice. Yeah, you do have a choice. Get an agent that's going to realize that you want to live on Oakberry Street and go call everybody who has a house on Oakberry Street and see if they want to sell one. Someone's going to say yes. And then you're going to have a double-sided deal. You made 20 grand instead of 10, right? These are the points that I want to make sure. Are you serious about this industry? And if you are, prove it. Right. What if you branded yourself as a street hunter? I mean, put some camo on. Right. I don't know. Do something and just show that you dress like a freaking ninja. You be the house ninja warrior. I don't do something. Right. Saying who who's tired of not having homes on the market. I will go find you one and I will not sleep until I do. Right. I will go bang down doors. I'll find people in different states. I will be the bounty hunter and I will drag home. I will drag houses to you that you can buy by the end of this week, right? That's the idea. If you wanted to do that, there's an idea for you, right? What do you want to be? What do you want to be known as? You just could be the guy that you call when you see a house on Zillow you like and you want to get in tomorrow afternoon. You're dead if you're relying on that to be your strategy, guys. You got to do something different. You got to be something different. You got to bring more value and make people say, man, I'm sure glad I know that person. They're going to go to work for me. They're awesome, right? They have that skill. They do that. They bring an experience to the table because that's really what everybody wants, right? What's, what's the experience? What, what do you bring when you're on a house showing? What do you do? Do you have snacks? Do you have a little cooler with little ice waters or little 
Capri Suns for kids? Do you, I mean, do you have any of that stuff? Do you have little coloring books? If they have their kids with them, do you, do you have, what do you, what do you do? I don't know, but what, what's the experience that you're bringing to the table? Something to think about, isn't it? Right. When you pick them up, how do you pick them up? Where do you pick them up? What, what do you, what do you play? What do you, what do you do? Where's your tour? Do you do a drive-by? Do you have a little chamber of commerce tour that you do in your neighborhood? Do you know where all the schools are? Do you know where the churches are? Do you know where the boat ramp is? Do you know where the bike lane entrance is? Like, this is the stuff, guys. If you're going to be known as the expert in anything, right? figure out what that anything is and become the expert in it and learn and spend time and Google and go to the city and meet the planning and zoning guy. Right? Meet the code enforcement guys. Find out what's going on. Integrate yourself into something so you can be the expert of that. And then don't feel bad that you don't know anything about the neighborhood next door, right? Because you know everything about the one neighborhood you do and then leverage that if that's your pillar. Or you could be the everything to everybody guy and just drive yourself nuts showing houses in Clearwater, then Dunedin, then Treasure Island, and then Lakewood Ranch, and then Parish, and then Waimama, and then Riverview, and then Hudson. How about it at $9 a gallon? Brilliant, right? Really, what do you want to do? That's that's the whole point of bringing consistency to this game and staying top of mind. So it's about staying in their face in a nice way and connecting with them and bringing value and bringing them something that they that makes them stop and pause and do something different. I don't know. That's my thoughts. No, I mean, I don't think there's there's much else for us to say. Um, it all comes back to, well, I mean, listen, everything starts with setting that primary aim, right? Having something you're going to get committed to. And then when once you're committed to it, it's taking consistent action to go get it, right? And in our opinion, this is the simplest way to grow your business is for the most part, these are already people who know you, like you, and trust you and, or you people that you can build that trust with pretty quickly because you guys have some commonalities because they're part of your sphere in some way. They live in the community. They like the same things you do. There's something that's connecting you to, and you can leverage that. So one, one last thought from for me to just jump this one in here do not count your successes from last week as this week's success right what i mean by that if you have a listing appointment on thursday that's success from last week right don't get excited about that right now what are you doing this week right really 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 important because where is what are you going to hunt down today to add to your business that you did not have before and then the question is, where's the inspiration for that? You're going to make about 10,000 bucks every time you sell something on, a, right, on average. What are you going to do with an extra 10 grand this week? If you brought 10 grand into your household this week, would that excite you? In addition to whatever else you think you're going to be bringing in this week. If you have four closings this week, great, but don't live on the, the past. Right? That's what you did a month and a half ago. Right? Great job a month and a half ago. But don't be thinking that you did a good job this week. You didn't. You did a great job a month and a half ago. What are you going to do great this week that's going to create the next deal that's going to put 10 additional thousand bucks in your pocket? And then what are you going to do with that 10 grand? And if you have something exciting to do with the 10 grand, then guess what? There's your inspiration to do 30 little messenger 
posts or DMs on Instagram or little messages through LinkedIn to say, hey, Scott, how's life? Man, oh man, that bodes badass. When did you get that? Right? There's the reason to do that because I got another need for 10 grand. I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy myself a triplex by the end of this year and I'm going to make myself a bunch of money so I can live a nice lifestyle. But I need the 10 grand to add to my down payment stack this week and I'm going to do it again next week. And I'm going to do it again next week. Right? That's the point. So please don't live off of last week or last month. I see way too many people doing that. You always start at zero. I know it's tiring, but the reason why we're doing what we're doing is to stack cash to invest in stuff so we don't have to keep doing this. Let's be honest, right? Wouldn't it be nice if you had 50 grand a month coming in without you having to go chase down people in New Jersey? Yes, it will be nice. Then go do it. The only way to do it is buy stuff that spits off cash flow. And the only way to buy stuff is to have cash to put down to buy stuff, right? True story. Simple, simple, simple. But if you don't have the reason and the hunger for that extra 10 grand, you're not going to do crap today. And then you're going to, even if you have four closings this week, great. You're a new agent next week. That's not fun. So where is your deal for this week? And you got to go hunt it. So look at your calendar, find a couple of hours, right? Or at least half an hour and say, that is my golden time today in this week. And I will make 25 connections during this hour. And it's from 10 to 11. I'm going to go lock myself in the closet and I'm not going to come out until I have 25 connections um, with people back and forth. That would be a great business plan. So that's my point. I wanted, I just wrote that down. I want to make sure I got it out is do not let yesterday's successes trick you into thinking you had a good week this week. And I I love the selfie. Every second counts, guys. Every second counts. So I love the selfie you took of yourself running this morning. <laughs> That's how I felt when I got back. <laughs> my face was frozen. It was like 31 <laughs> degrees here. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, kudos was, uh, to you was, for getting up and running this morning. You had every excuse in the world not to today. You know what? But that's why I did it. My wife, it was funny. I got back and, and Courtney was sitting there and she's like, you didn't have to run this morning. Like you, you would have been okay. You didn't have anything to lose. And I'm like, yeah, but that's the wrong question, right? The question is, what did I have to gain? And I had a lot to gain. I had a few miles to put on, put on my feet. Right. I had the ability to get some mental toughness, which it took. Right. And more importantly, I had the ability to gain the opportunity to make a tough decision versus an easy decision. And that practicing that and being able to execute on that, I believe will play into everything else. And so the next difficult decision I have, I'm going to not be afraid to make the hard choice because I'm able to do it every day by waking up and running, whether it's 31 or 91. And so that's just how I look at it, right? It's just these little opportunities. And for me to, what can I gain from doing this, right? Not what am I going to lose? Because she's right. You know, I'm not going to lose. I wasn't going to lose anything technically by not waking up this morning and doing it. And I, I could have justified it very easily by saying, oh, it's 31. It's basically freezing. I might die. I might get frostbite. I don't know. I shouldn't do it. I'm going to stay in bed. So that's how I look at it. And that's hopefully how we look at everything. That's right. So take that time, take that message, guys, and connect, right? 
just connect. We're just asking you to connect with 25 people today that you otherwise would not have. And you'll be amazed at how, how that changes your life. Beggingsagents.com, daily marketing guide. Go check it out if you haven't already. Follow it, stay consistent, and have the best week ever. There we go, baby. All right. Talk to you guys. All right. See you. Happy Monday. See ya.